0: Hey, welcome into a special podcast edition and video cast edition. It's the Molar basketball season wrap up. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with Kent McKenzie and the head coach of the Molar Crusaders, Carl Kramer. Kent and I were, of course, fortunate enough to, to broadcast Molar games uh, throughout the season and certainly throughout the, the, the tournament run. We're going to talk about the regular season. We're going to talk about the postseason. Obviously, and we'll look ahead to a, a little bit of last year. And uh, Carl, first and foremost, you've won several of the state championships and made several runs to a state final in a state final four. Um, is there any correlation between any of them that you, that you can take away that, that there's a common theme, common bond, common, anything?
1: Yeah, I, I think there is. I you know, some of it's luck. You have to have luck in every one of these runs, get the right teams at the right time. but really it's it's buy-in. I think in the end, if you look at years you have great years, everybody, everybody in the boat rowing in the same direction. and uh, we had we had amazing kids doing that. We have an amazing coaching staff that, that I, in a weird way, as we've been together all these years, but Richard, I actually think we're getting better and better as we go on. You hope and, you would, right? Yeah, yeah, because you know we don't think we've invented it. We keep trying to get better. We keep trying to find new ways. Uh, so I just think it's that unified. We're, we're doing this together. It's, uh, it's about us. It's not about any individual. There's not a lot of ego from our players, of course, Miles McBride, I think, exemplified that, but even our coaching staff, not a lot of ego, you know, we're all willing just to do what we do well and be a team. So I think that's what's kind of made all of them similar.
0: Going into this season, you, you you knew you had a good core of guys. You certainly had two dudes for sure, and Miles McBride right. and Alec Frame coming back. Uh, Miles had uh, been through the paces. I think if I did it right, he lost one regular season game in his in his career. Right. Um, so certainly had great, or actually one game period in his career had certainly great success. And, and Alec Frame had been through with with Roger Bacon and obviously with you going to state finals. But you had some pieces to replace. In fact, the guy who was going to probably be an NBA lottery pick this year had to replace him, Michael Davenport, who was a dynamical wing as I've seen in a long time, a, a veteran point guard, um, did, did you feel like you had at least the pieces in place? Because you ended up having to rely on three sophomores in your eight-man rotation, and sometimes that can be that yeah. can be iffy because you just don't know.
1: Yeah, and really didn't. I, I'd like to say that, yeah, we saw this coming and we knew, but when you lose those kind of athletes and then you're looking at, we knew Maxwell would get a lot better, right. he, that natural growth, you know, he, he would be good. But actually, he even got better when he decided to play football. I didn't know how that would hold him back and, and in all reality it I thought he he really had a big jump during the year um, took care of the ball he's so powerful um, and then those three sophomores it, it was just I you know, knew they were talented the moment they got there but did I think that they could play like they played all year long and I I, I didn't and and so when they really emerged uh, that's what made us pretty special.
0: Yeah, the three sophomores, Logan Duncan who started, uh, Alex Williams who was actually I think your third leading scorer who mm-hmm. came off the bench, and then, and then Will McCracken who seemed to get better and better as the year went along. He was always a, a good defensive player but started to make some, some shots for you. It's a big jump though. I mean, you, you have them play freshman ball and, and obviously they go play summer somewhere and, and, and you see sometimes leaps go that freshman year, sophomore year, sophomore year to junior year, making those summer improvements. But that's a big jump though to go from freshman basketball to suddenly playing high level varsity basketball in your program.
1: Yeah, it really is. And you know it's funny, we knew pretty early Logan was gonna do it. We just we didn't have anyone like him. We're yeah, gonna, six eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna make the big kid, you know, figure out if he can play or not. And Will also in the summer was pretty quick. The funny thing is we were right up till the beginning of the season talking about Alex Williams if he's on J V or varsity and I, I look back now and I'm saying we're not real smart because <laughs> I'm not so sure Alex Williams was one of the best five players in the city last year. I mean, you points his his numbers per minute oh, that, that he yeah. played were just off the chart. We protected him a little bit, and we wanted to do that with a sophomore. We didn't want to put a big load on him, but we will next year. Sure yeah. Yeah.
2: was he Was he your most improved player? Do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I think the one that that uh, that did more than I, I anticipated. I didn't think he he would do that. In fact, if you looked at some of our games when we were in trouble, certainly Miles and and, and Alec got us out of a lot of trouble. But if you look to the third guy who got us out of trouble the most, got big baskets. It was Alex Williams all, all year long. Yeah, yeah, whether
0: it was a three, whether it was a right. putback, whether Absolutely. it was something in the paint. Yeah, all of the, a little bit of everything for goodness' sakes. Yes.
2: For his size, his, his footwork and his touch. He's got the softest touch, soft hands for his size. And then his footwork, he's able to get to places you just wouldn't expect him to be able to get to. And I was just so impressed with the fact he's such a, a, a big frame. But he just moves so well, so quick, yeah, and I mean, defensively, he—he, he, I thought defensively he was fantastic. He's
0: almost positionless, right? I mean, he, yes. it's hard to pigeonhole him because he has yes. guard skills, but he also has a wide body and he—he's strong. So he, I, there's there's really no position. I know you'd sub him in at the five spot when you right. sub, mm-hmm. but traditionally he's not a technically a five type of guy. He's just kind of a positionless guy.
1: Yeah, he won't play five anymore for us. <laughs> he's he—he he will really do everything for us next year. He he will be all over the floor because he's got the ability. I'm afraid that colleges might might look at his tweener status and overlook him a little bit. I I, I don't know, you know. If you watch him play, you're gonna fall in love with him. But but I I do think he's that special kid, and his the year he had for us kind of put us over the top.
0: You guys in the regular season, we'll spend this time in, the, in this segment. Look at the, at the regular season. Um, we'll move to the postseason. in The next next segment. Um, You got off to a flying start and and really weren't headed much during the course of the regular season. Was there a a moment or two where you thought, okay, this team has a chance to be special?
1: And was there a moment or two where you
0: questioned, I don't know if they can finish the deal when all is said and done?
1: You know, as I've told you before, Richard, it's my nature. I I always see impending doom. (laughs) And, and, uh, you know, so starting the year, I, I really thought we would have challenges in our our scrimmage season, we, we played well, and we played the best scrimmage schedule we can, but we, we had some tough nights. Hillier Bradley knocked us around pretty well, and, uh, you know, we, we were playing okay, but trying to figure it all out, there was no indication early, and, and then uh, our last scrimmage, which is kind of, we play it like a game. Like a lot, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. we went up to Upper Arlington, and, uh, and, I, and they're good, as you know, they got a great coach in Tim Casey, and literally in that game they could barely get a shot off and wow. i think we were up maybe and i'm kind of guessing numbers but maybe 34 to 9 at half and and they're a good you, good no, program no yeah and uh and i remember walking into halftime saying oh my goodness i mean we we are really good defensively and we had those six three six four guys everywhere um and, and i knew at that point we got a chance to be pretty good but then we get out of the gate and we're scoring like 80 a game. I mean, that was you know people were, people were shooting it fast against us and we're getting out on the break and kind of knew that would be fourth gold eventually, but but knew pretty early we could be. I never dreamed 29. No, you right. don't think right. that no, way. No, right? right, no, right, but but pretty
0: impressive. But but it seemed like for most of the part, your team would would go on these runs, and you'd look at it be twelve to six, and it's twenty four to six, and it felt like that was almost every game. I, I guess that that's what this team was capable of doing, right? Because you talked about you could switch everything if you needed to. You had functional size in almost every position. It was pretty much one and done. They weren't getting second chance opportunities. So the the counterpoint for teams is, let me get the first best shot I can get and jack it up there and let's go, and that sometimes isn't a great shot. And um, It just felt like as the regular season went along, there just weren't any any ruts. And every team in high school basketball, I don't care how great they are, hits a rut because they're kids at the end of the day. You're going to have a night where – there's a homework thing due, or a girlfriend's mad at him, or mom's mad at him, or dad, what, whatever it is, you're going to have that with high school because it never felt like as that season went along. The regular season portion, you ever hit that rut. Did, did you ever hit a rut where you thought, all right, fellas, if we keep playing like this, we're in trouble?
1: You know, it's funny. You know, the one thing that I pride, uh, I, I, a lot of pride in our program, if you looked at us over the years, a long time, I watch a lot of high school teams. If you scout on Tuesday nights, you'll see a lot of flat performances. No question. You can watch warm-ups. You can kind of just see teams just really aren't, aren't in it that night. The one thing I would say about us, I, we have had very – I'm not saying we've never had them, but very few times. That, and, and I give our coaches a lot of – I think we have – our coaches are wired. We That's our mantra. We talk about every practice. We use this term, arete, trying to – everything we do, we do it our best. And I, I really don't think we take a lot of – a lot of nights off and that's that's i think something that a lot of pride in i and i think it's a a key to our success yeah their consistency
2: your consistency and you've you've mentioned it before the consistency over the season you might count on one hand where you had a bad quarter Uh, i mean and, and as we call the games uh we we would often say they actually had a bad quarter when's the last time they had a bad quarter yeah. Um, I, I can't remember maybe four, maybe five bad quarters throughout the season where you turn around and go, whoops, they kind of lost that quarter and didn't play real well. And, and that's, as Richard just said, that's rare.
1: And hey, You know, the other thing I, I think that plays in, the last two years in particular, and I think you were referring to this, Richard, We you, you could play us tough for a while, and I think teams would come in with a game sure. plan and they're locked in. But eventually there would be that four- or five-minute, period in the game, that we would... it just get away from it them. it just yeah. get away from them. And really, that to me is talent. If you really watch... You kind of watch Golden State play. When Golden State's playing, they've got that talent. Teams are playing tough, playing tough, playing tough. But that one segment of the game, and now... Now, and now it's demoralizing. Now it's demoralizing. And, and we because of all the talent we've had the last two years it just seemed we were able to do that to a lot of people they may be close in the third quarter they make two mistakes now they're down 10 and and that's that to me is just a team that's got a lot of talent it's hard to hard to play against talent for 32 minutes. You, you have
0: normally an eight-man rotation and, and obviously some other guys will play and you were able this year, it was, was kind of nice because you were able to play almost your entire bench in a lot of games, yeah. which for those, especially those seniors that are part of that practice squad group, that's a that's a nice thing for them, a, a nice perk for them. Um, but as, as you went through the rotation and, and as things developed, did, did you feel like, alright, we've got the right guys coming off the bench at the right time who can give us different things and that's why you can go on those runs is suddenly it's a different look, it's a different group, it's a different tempo, and now I've got my three starters rested and back in they go and, and suddenly they're able to pick it back up. It just felt like the rotation was almost dead solid perfect and, and some of that's those kids that you brought off the bench too yeah
1: yeah last year um, I thought we were a little more limited off the bench. We had a good bench, but we were a little more limited this year, I thought you could put any combination of the eight guys we play and really lose nothing. right. I mean you really it was eight guys and any any eight you have in the game have a chance to make a run in fact at times if you looked at we do some of the analytic stuff when alex williams was in the game when michael kern was in the game those two in particular we really had a lot of plus numbers that's funny michael uh, kern averaged yeah. a point and a half a game and that's a pr- yes but you know
2: yeah he cost but he cost havoc yeah no no
0: question <laughs> no question <laughs> there, there's havoc. no doubt about it yeah. going in, as i mentioned you, you knew you had a couple of guys in alec freeman miles McBride. you can be i'd, I'd like to build around those two guys um Miles probably is a guy that could score 20-22. Alex is a guy that could score 20-22, and they did it at times, obviously. How much did they sacrifice for for the good of it, and, and how much of it was maybe just natural because it's just the way you play and, and it's kind of share and share alike?
1: Yeah, I think it's a product of the system, uh, and yet they knew that going in. They, they accepted that. Uh, both of those kids could have averaged more. Um, Miles probably gave up player of the year playing for us, to be honest with you. It frustrates me. Uh, I watched the Ohio, uh, Kentucky all-star game the other day. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm watching it like a dad sure, now. Sure. So, so I'm yeah. being very, but I thought he was the best player on the floor and, um, but he would never trade, you know, those championship rings. I mean, that's the ultimate for, for a player. And I, I think, uh, you know, there were games he'd take nine shots. I mean, that's, that's all he took. I mean, he, he really played the role of a point yeah. guard and, uh, and, and Alec the same way. I mean, Alec knew when it was time for him. He, we needed him to sure. score and we needed him to finish, and, and he did it. Both of them were so amazing in their ability to, to put up stats in every category. I mean, you don't get two guys like that that are high in assists, high in rebounds, high in steals. They Miles really... averaged,
0: I think, a block shot a game even, for the yes. six.
1: I think we, we kind of projected it out. Had Miles not missed his junior year, he would have been top five in the history of ruler basketball in six different categories.
0: Wow. wow. And it's why he was five. That's why he was G C L South I mean, player of the year and yeah. defensive player of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So he did yes. a lot of lot of different yes. things. Lastly, as we as we kind of wrap up the regular season, you, you play a great schedule and and it, and it kind of builds on itself. Did it ever get to the point of of that zero in the right hand column being pressure for that group, or did you just it was just kind of keep grinding through it and whatever happens, happens?
1: You know, I I think we just grinded through it. We didn't talk about it. You know, it's not your goal, so it's not anything we ever talked about or celebrated. But then on the flip side, I think there's a reality that everyone's aware of that, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so I, it's hard to measure, uh, you know, how, how much. I, I just say this, for for this team to be able to, and you know, the 17 team did a great job too and just f- fell a point short against a really good Jackson No question. Um, I, I tip my hat to them. I think it's hard when that thing is building all the way through to be able to do it and, and perform really pretty well every night. That's, that, those kids deserve a lot of credit. Did you
2: learn from the 17 team? Did you handle this differently, being that they were in a similar situation? Yeah.
1: I don't think so, Ken. Okay. I think we did it the same way. I, don't, okay. I, I never could figure out you know, how to handle it better. So aside from just locking in on, on what was in front of you every moment, You know, I don't think we did it any different. Because
2: I remember, you know, I remember some of the discussions, there was a lot of pressure around that undefeated team and going Mm -hmm. in and trying to finish up that undefeated season. And so there was excess pressure, and I didn't, i just curious as, you know, this this particular team was able to accomplish, you know, that goal, and, and that one obviously fell a point short and probably had a really good chance to win that game as well, but... I didn't know if, if if you felt the pressure. Maybe it was just a different because it was a different group of guys that just uh, handled it differently. You
1: know, I would even agree with you. I, I think even I do remember feeling it more in yeah. seventeen than this year nineteen. But I can't tell you why that is. I <laughs> I, 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 don't know.
2: I well being around it, I felt it yeah. a little more in seventeen yeah. Yeah. as well. Um, maybe it's because this year those kids had been around it and been there before. Yeah. Well, I don't maybe. know. Maybe it helped.
0: Uh, Last thing, I want to go back to one of the things you talked about, about not having real letdowns. And and again, having seen most of your games this year, at least the vast majority, I I very rarely saw it. Um, The way you schedule, it's mostly Friday, Saturday games. I know you do that because of the state tournament and kind Mm of gearing towards that. How much does that maybe help that that your team can kind of get fresh during the week and kind of get refocused? And maybe you give them a day off just to, to clear their minds and then just, hey, we're playing Friday and Saturday. Get locked in for those two nights and we'll start again next week.
1: Richard, I will say this, is I've gotten older as a coach, and I know we give more day off, days off now than we ever did when I was young. Yeah, it always felt like you, when things were going wrong, you needed to push it more, right? Yes, yes. And I, so I, I do think we were pretty cognizant, and we had uh, Monday through Thursday, we did not go all four of those days. Right? Sure. And, and earlier in my career, we definitely would have done that just because sure. that's what you do. You know, I'm the son of a bricklayer, and we're going to work every day, and I have found I I do think it makes a difference in the quality of your practice and just how kids walk on the court. I I think it makes makes a difference. Um, so um, I, I I am a believer in playing a lot of Friday Saturday. I think, in a school like ours where academics is pretty tough and academics tough for a lot of schools. But but at Molar it's pretty tough and I just think to have a Tuesday night game is. You can have a couple on your schedule, but if you're doing right. those every Tuesday, I, I just think academically uh, it, it's a challenge. So we're, I, I do believe in Friday, Saturday, and that's what you have to do to win the state. Right. Now, state's talking about changing the whole yes, setup, they are. so yeah. it could right. be different in the future, but but I do think that helps us to do that.
0: All right, when we come back, we'll uh, talk about the postseason, the run to a state championship for the Molar Crusaders. It's the Molar Basketball Season Wrap-Up Podcast. I'm Richard Skinner with Kent McKenzie and the head coach Carl Kramer from your friends at ESP Media.
3: Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match.
2: Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates.
0: Welcome back into the Molar basketball season wrap-up podcast. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and local12.com with Kent McKenzie and the head coach of the Molar Crusaders, Carl Kramer. We uh, ran through the regular season quickly, as Moeller kind of did with a 20-0 record. Let's get to the to the tournament and the sectional. And, and Carl, I know you've been a believer of of playing a game. Some teams opt for the bye. You believe in playing a game, um, and and in the sectional, everybody's trying to avoid you, especially this year. And this is no knock on the rest mm-hmm. of the city. It felt like there were two teams in the city that were probably destined to meet at some point, you and Lakota East. There's always somebody that could sneak up, but it felt like it was you, too. It was you a gap to Lakota East, and a little gap to the others. Um, so everybody's trying to avoid you especially. Um, but how important is it for you to... Just get that first game. I know some people say, well, why wow, run the risk of that? And, and Middletown has some athletes, has some dudes. It was funny. I think you went up 2 nothing, and they spread you out. And I saw a smile on your face because you knew what they were doing. <laughs> I thought, man, this always feels like playing with fire, right? Because you know. they ran about two minutes off the clock. You guys just kind of sat down and guarded. And I'm thinking, don't let them hang around for long. But, but you always do feel like it's important to play that first game.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I've been all over the place in my career, but I do think like when you have 12 days off, it gets a little bit long. And uh, so for us to get back in there and and, uh, and play, knowing those sectional games, we're going to have a lot more talent. Now, the weird thing this year is Middletown was like the 19th seed, the 32nd right. no, seed. No, correct, correct. And that probably was a little bit of a blessing for us because they were able to athletically do some things. Mm-hmm. and. We knew I knew Darnell was going to hold the ball. He's he did that when he was in high school at Chaminade. He's done that. You know he's just you know he he comes from that background. Um, but getting through that game and getting guys a chance to play and really, the sectional tournament is tough because you know you, you're just better. You're better and 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 uh, but yet you want to stay relatively sharp. You want to make sure that you're building toward when when when. When the tough teams show up, so I, I thought our guys, I could sense from from the very beginning that our guys were on a mission. Our guys were on a mission, and particularly Alec and Miles were on a mission, and you, you you could just see it. And I, I, I so. I knew we were going to be in pretty good shape.
0: Yeah, you beat Middletown, which actually, again, was a, was a capable team, 60-32. Then Talawanda, which kind of drew the, the poison pill. They were a 1-21 team. Yeah. They did take the bye to play the winner of you in Middletown, and that was a, a roll fifty eight seventeen. 58-17. Coleraine in the championship game of the sectional tournament, uh, a team that's been a bottom feeder for a while on the GMC, snuck up and beat a couple teams during the regular season. Um, you took advantage. You took care of the first half, and suddenly in the, in the second half, they kind of made a little run
1: at you. How, how good was that for you guys? Probably Not was. at the time, probably, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, I think it actually was good for us. The one thing that 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 we knew is is if we were going to lose, it was going to be a team that really shot the ball well. Thank goodness for us that it was a team that had gotten down by thirty, right. and because they shot the ball like ridiculously well, and they were deep threes. Um, and, you know, it's tough to get it to the rim on us. I mean, we're just not yep. letting you get it to the rim. So, so if you settle for those deep threes and you're shooting it well, that, that, that can be, be tough for us. Um, I, I think it was good. I give Corain cool a lot of credit. Uh, and I think it really did kind of wake our guys up a yeah. little bit. And if you'll notice going into the next game that we had a week to prepare. Right, for we were, woods. We were playing a pretty hot Witten Woods team. No Witten, doubt. Witten woods had not lost since we had played it in January. They have some guys. There's some college basketball players on that roster. And that district final, I I'm not sure we can play any better than we it was played it was day. it was five three I believe yep. went in Winton
0: woods, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna lock in for what's gonna be a pretty play a pretty good game yep. here I, I thought you were better, but mm-hmm. I thought it's gonna be a pretty good game here. I look up and it was forty four to nine and well, before that it was like thirty four to seven or something I mean that was like a buzzsaw. at that point, I would have to say as a head coach, you'd say, all right, if our guys are this locked in, we're getting closer and closer to what I think we can do
1: yeah i I felt that night that. In every phase of the game, I mean, they we, we were good defensively. Will McCracken was out of his mind. He was, like, stealing every pass. He was. He was. He, it, it, it That was a game where, um, you know, you just don't, in, in Ohio, when you get to the final 32 in Division you, One.
0: It's good matchups, yeah, man. Yeah, there yeah. are
1: no bad teams. And, and to have a running clock after the first basket of the second half, I'm going to assume has never happened. Probably and, not. And, um. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty remarkable night. And that, you know, that. and again, I th- I, we had a really, really, really good team, but I never imagined that we would dominate people the way we dominated people. Good teams. Right. Th- this year, it was amazing. Yeah,
2: I, I thought in that game, Will came in and just changed the game as soon as he walked on the court, probably along with the elder game, probably Will McCracken's uh, one of his two best games of the year. And he, uh, he really set a new tone. In there when it was close, right. um, and he walked on the court, and no, boom, no. he just he created so so many opportunities to get up and down the floor and to get easy baskets, mainly off of his defensive effort. Yes. Yes. Uh, and he hit the boards really hard. So uh, another one of your one of your guys off the bench that came in and really made an impact on. On one of your one of your key games during the year,
0: as a coach in a game like that, when you are in that round, I mean, look the Talawanda game, you just you know you're better, and it just is what it is, and, and you're trying to manage it. Yes, you exactly. don't want to embarrass nope. them. Correct, yes. correct. Right. You know they're yep. playing hard, and it means something yep. to them, no yep. doubt about yep. that. In a game like that, though, at some point as a coach, do you, do you just look up and go, how is this happening? I, 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 I've done that times where I've looked down at the other end, going, they got no answer, man. I, now obviously Wentwood didn't, but I. I in that game, it just felt like, what? What do you? How do you even keep coaching your guys up in that circumstance?
1: Yeah, it's kind of true. It's one of those moments I looked up and go, man, you, you got to appreciate how good this team right. is. You're, you're getting a coach, and it's, there, there's a whole group of them. You keep putting them in, and everybody's playing well. So. I thought that was a, that was a night that kind of defined that, how special this team was. No question. All right,
0: so we marched to the uh, to the regional semifinals at the Cintas Center, and like Wenton Woods, which was a rematch, you have a rematch with Lakota East, and that was, I don't even think without a doubt, your your toughest regular season game played on a neutral court up in Middletown. Um, they've got a couple of guys that can make shots. Uh, made some shots in that game. I think that was a game Will McCracken helped turn around yeah, to yeah, that regular game, season yeah. game up there with, with his defense. You went on that run and kind of took the lead. How nervous were you about this matchup just because they d- this wasn't them getting lucky in that game. This wasn't them hitting some just impossible. They hit some shots, but they didn't hit impossible shots. Right. They, I thought they played really well, and they were a the kind of team that could give you a little bit of trouble.
1: So, so, Skinny, the year before, when I went into the draw, when you're the first seed, you don't control much. Right. But what you do control happens before the draw in, tel- in telephone conversations with coaches. So my goal the year before was to get Wayne and Princeton on the same side. I thought we could beat them both, but I only wanted to beat, beat one. one of them. Yeah, yeah. no, right. I, that right. was my goal. And right. That happened. So this year, I actually had the same strategy. I, I wanted to get East and Centerville on the same side. Didn't do that. And 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 really, I when I talked to East, he had indicated to me that wherever we go, he's going opposite. And I knew that Brooke over at Centerville was doing that. So I thought we had it. Well, the day of the draw, he changed his mind, and he got on our half. And I'm like. Why, why is he doing that? Why Why does he want to do that? And uh, I don't have an answer for that. I questioned, he, he didn't really, uh, he just felt like, I, I guess there was an extra day prep, and he thought an extra day prep might help them getting ready for it. So knowing we had to play both of them kind of concerned me a little bit because you're right, I really respect the job that Clint does. Um, they're good at managing the tempo right. of the game. And defend. Yes, so they're going to defend us. They're going to make it a low 50s, high 40s possession game, um, and anything can happen. If we don't shoot well, if they if they make some shots, you know, in that lower possession game, it's going to be a battle and it kind of played out that way. Although we were able to get the lead, right, and kind of control it, we couldn't get away from them, and it turned. It was kind of a, a tough game, but I. I felt good about how our guys played and, and was able to be Well, them. that's
0: the thing. Defensively, I, I can't remember many clean looks they got in that game. They got some in the first matchup and made them. And I, like I'm saying, they mm-hmm. were not deep volleyball line threes. They were legit decent look threes this time around it didn't feel like it wheeling didn't have great looks at it and he's a really skilled offensive player and then they just don't have a lot of other dynamic weapons around him but he never felt like he got into a flow and you look up you give up 33 points to a good yeah it's a low possession game it's going to be a defensive game but held him to 33 points for goodness sakes
1: yeah and the thing I'd like to point out on that game is uh, we changed a little bit defensively not a lot but we didn't switch off of wheel, and we kept Maxwell land on him. He did a great job. Oh my God, Max. Maxwell's so strong and so athletic. Even though he gives up maybe two or three inches, to but to, he's long. To bash he's got long arms. He's yeah. long. he really yeah. bothered him. Never let him get in that sweet spot he liked in the post. I just thought he bothered him all, all night and. Bash had to have a great game. Yeah, no to doubt. Beat, you right. know, he right. had to It have, had to be in the twenties. Right, yes. right. Yes. And I and
2: I thought Max's defense, just to go back throughout the year, got better and yes. better and better. And and you found that he was guarding in a lot of cases. You had him on the other team's best player in a lot of in a lot of scenarios. And uh, I thought he did a fantastic job. And I think that's something, along with his free throw shooting, that he really improved um, over the season. So uh, it was uh, another another one that really stepped up and, and played really well when he had to. Um, one comment I had about that Lakota East game that I thought uh, surprised me, I thought they tr- tried to slow it down too much and almost took their own guys out of rhythm, especially shooters. And they were just moving the ball around really waiting for that last shot. You ended up forcing them to make long shots. And as a result, I thought because they had slowed it down, it took their own guys out of rhythm is what I kind of noticed in that game. Now, when they came out in the third, you know, in the third quarter, I thought they picked it up a little bit. Their guys hit some shots, but they picked the tempo up. Yes. Obviously, they're behind and yep. they needed to. But yep. I thought they almost were their almost their own worst enemy there in the first half, uh, because their own shooters didn't look like they were they were in rhythm.
1: I think that happened quite a bit during the year. I Probably, mean, it, yeah. if you are going to hold the ball, there, there is a you know there, there's another side of that, and, and your guys do lose rhythm. Right. And and uh, that's why in the cool rain game, they were actually holding it, holding it, holding it. And then hitting the deep, deep three. three, yeah, yeah. Hit yeah. right, right. And they that's, hit it. Yes. that's pretty impressive. I think right. in the quarter, that third quarter of cool Rain, that they cut the lead. I think there were only eight, maybe nine possessions. And they that bang quarter? threes on a chunk of them. Seven of them, yeah. I mean, seven of them, and then we had like four misses and a turnover. And that's how it's kind of an that's amazing. How you, yeah, yeah. That's how you play catch up to somebody. Yeah. Usually, you try yeah. to speed the tempo yes. up a little bit. Now nah, yeah. we we'll just jack up some threes and yeah. they go in for yes. goodness sakes. Yeah.
0: Right, let's move to the, uh, to the regional championship game, and again, it's a rematch, and, and uh, m- much like Lakota East, uh, a Centerville team that's going to play it at a certain tempo, and a team that really came in really, really hot. Brook Cups does a great job. Um, that, that game, as much as I, I thought Lakota East was going to be tough, I, I did think you were better. Centerville, just the way they were playing, I, I thought that would be a, a very tough matchup, and you guys, again, defensively, really played well.
1: You know, you can't take out the fact that their point guard wasn't right. playing. It really was a fact. And for those who don't
0: remember, he got ejected the game before and a controversial ejection yes. the game before, which forced him then to miss this game and would have missed another game if they'd have won.
1: Yeah, no question. No, I think that really affected him. Of course, now, typical me, my, my worry going in was, you know, referees are aware of that and old oh, poor Centerville. Yep. And that didn't play out at all, obviously. Um, so we caught a break there, kind of like we did the year before with, um, with, with the Princeton bases. It was kind of weird. Uh, I think we'd have beaten Centerville. We'd have beaten them. We beat them by 20. Pretty I handily think. in the
0: regular season. Yeah. Then beat them by whatever, 16 in this game or whatever it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but but you were right. They they really had it going. Brooke is, is a great coach. And um, so, so we, we catch that break. But I, I, like you, I felt we were pretty locked in. And. And just kind of slowly strangled him. I don't know that he would have made that big of a no. difference. I, no, it wasn't I, I, like yeah. you
0: you turned them over and got a bunch of live ball turnover layups. That, that yeah. that's the thing you would think would happen without yeah. that point guard in the game. You got some, yes. but not. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. No, all right, let's move to the to the state uh, semifinals. Now you're, you're you're two wins away. Now you can almost taste it and feel it. And you're in kind of that big time atmosphere. It, it 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 always feels that way. The game against St. Edward, offensively, was that as efficient as you think you played? And some of the efficiency comes, you made 26 of 39 shots, but you also had 16 assists on those, and it just felt like you were in a really good offensive rhythm all night long.
1: Yeah, you know, we shot well early, and you know what's great about, and now we're playing Eric Flannery's team, and as you may know, Eric's coaching the 16 and under USA yep. team, and I've known Eric for years, I got to coach the McDonald's game with him back in 2010, but... So you're coming off playing Clint Atkins and Brooke Cups teams, and I think they're the two best.
2: Really well two, coached. In,
1: yeah. in, in our region, just two great coaches. Now I knew going to state, we're probably facing Eric Flannery, and then, then we're going to go to Akron St. V's and, and have to coach against them. And just the coaches that, that we had to beat in the end was kind of fun for, for our coaching staff to get to go against those guys. Um, yeah, I fought against St. Ed's. Um, you know our, our kids were going to be ready for that game. Um, they they scared me in that they struggled all season long. They really have four Dudes. college basketball yeah, no players. question. I mean they they had a nice team and they struggled. Now they play their schedule is is ridiculous. It's so tough. So losing eight games isn't terrible, but I just don't think they played their best. And I don't think Flam would tell you that. Uh, and then they get hot in the tournament. And that's like the team you— yep, you don't want to play. Those hot teams <laughs> yep. in the tournament. They, they, With they, talent and yes. ability and a coach. Yes. <laughs> I mean, now I'm thinking, oh, gosh, this, this is not who I wanted to come out of Cleveland. I was hoping for, you know, uh, any other team other than the St. Ed's. But, but I thought—I don't know how you guys felt. I, within two minutes, I look out in the court and say, we're just better. No doubt. No, yeah. no. Uh, and some of right, that comes from
0: shot-making and being that efficient, yes. but it was almost like— if you want to try to trade baskets, you're not going to be able to do it for long. Good yeah. luck trying to do it. You yeah. came
2: out strong. I mean, just basically made a statement right away.
0: Yeah, I mean, and they
2: got it kind of back on their heels right away. And uh, I think from that point on, St. was trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to stay in this game? Um, they came, I thought that was as efficient as I've seen Moeller play all year in that, that first quarter and a half. You guys were just lights on. Everything was working, clicking. Uh, as you said, Skinny, they – the, the the assists the 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 threes I mean Miles was hot right from the beginning I mean he re, he really had a big half I don't know how much he had in the first half there, skinny but it was he was a bunch yeah he had a heck of a first half to really get you on a, on a roll oh, there so
0: um, in the championship game seventeen all at the half one point lead in, in, into the fourth quarter and it it was it was a grind throughout but then you had two guys that just took over the game Miles McBride Alec Frame and it was almost if you wanted to wrap it in a in a bow and write the script and sometimes that gets hokey but it kind of wrote the right script, right? The two main guys yeah. taking over when you need them to take over the most, and they literally took over.
1: They did. Uh, I will have memories of that last. You know, there was uh, the media timeout in the third right. period. We were down five. Um, and from that point on, those two. Alec makes a play that most people probably forget, but Alec's bringing the ball, or Alex Williams, and I, maybe after a rebound, this is the first play out of that, that media timeout and he attacks the rim. He's a little bit out of control, and the ball just shoots straight yep. up in the air. Alec bats it back, and just did bat it back, right to the shooting pocket of Miles, and he hits that three yep. now. I don't know if he, if that was his intention, if that was But luck. just to keep it alive, though. I mean, that's an yes. effort play
0: A to keep it alive. Now, yeah, I don't know if the intent was to go right to that spot for the perfect perfect assist, yes. but still to make that play.
1: Make that play and to go from there. And then if you watch some of the subtle plays that Freeman made from that point of the game on, yes. keeping balls alive, driving when he drove it to the basket, finishing against pressure, and, and, and Miles, the same thing. Those two... Uh, they were not going to let us lose, and it was fun to watch. You watched two guys do that senior year. Uh, that was really. And inspiring. you
2: sat there and watched it, and you said, "Hey, and the, the two seniors are taking over." I mean, it, it's it's they know it's their time, and this is their game, and this is the last one. And they did it, and did. Uh, it was it was almost conscious. They were it's a conscious right. act on their part to say, "Hey, we've got this," and they just dominated the ball offensively. Uh, for the rest of the game
0: as a coach you want to control things right but at yes. times you just go I got to have somebody make a play I mean honestly <laughs> yeah, that's no, what it is and no, no I mean no. was there anything you said or was it simply your
1: seniors man go make a play both Danny and I emphasized that that one media timeout it, it, it's time now if, if, if this is to be for us you got to go grab it now I don't think we needed to say that. I think right, I but think those right. guys. But, but, what but you paid to coach? So that's what a coach does, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So we'll take credit, <laughs> yeah. right, when it goes well. But those those kids understood at that point, you know. And I give St. V's a lot of credit. We'd blown them out in our gym, right? Which was totally meaningless. You knew that. I yeah. knew that. And we all knew. Yeah. But it's hard to get. The outside world. No doubt. They, that. They, all they see is the raw final score with yes. 99 to 52, if I'm doing that off the top of my head, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It, it was crazy like that. And, and uh, But I knew the athletes they had, and I knew what Drew was going to do. They they they, they, they were going to guard us man for man. They, they, they were just going to be – they were going to make physical? us earn and be physical. Yep. They were athletic enough that they were going to create their own shot. But they were disciplined. They didn't take the real fast shot right. that they did at our place. Now, a couple times they did, and, and Wilson was making some, but I knew they were going to play us so much different. And to be able to win that game, I mean, they probably have, there may be seven or eight kids on that team that are going to play college basketball at some level. And uh, it was a great state championship. I, I'm glad it wasn't. A game that was easy for us. Right, I'm glad we had I know that people.
0: It. the people hear that and they're thinking that's nuts I'd want every game to be easy but sometimes it, it is it's more it just means more sometimes. It does. It, it really does for goodness sakes. As the final seconds ticked off though and you looked up at the clock and maybe looked at your assistants or talked to them and, and looked at the players anything go through your mind?
1: Yeah no I, I actually a lot did I uh, you know I, it, it had been tough you know playing with that undefeated thing and in the back of my mind, Richard, I was aware of all the historical significance that, that was into this championship. And you always put that in the back of your mind. But after we had, sh- we had uh, did the handshake line and I was coming back, for whatever reason, the historic part of that being back-to-back and being undefeated, and I, it, it kind of hit me. And the team had dedicated the season to my dad. My dad loved molar basketball. Mm-hmm. Loved it. So at that moment, it hit me yeah. just a little bit. And I'm not an overly emotional guy. Well, these daggone cameras are coming at me to do those after game interviews. Tough timing, right? Yeah. And I, but I, I'm proud. I got it together. I got it together and uh, I was able to do that interview, but really cool for my dad, you know, and I, I know he enjoyed this, that uh, on the year they dedicated the season to him, it's, you can't have a better year than we had, so it's no doubt. pretty neat. No
0: doubt. Very good stuff. I right, we'll take a timeout, come back, wrap things up, we'll look ahead to, to next year and kind of recap the, a little bit f- more from this season as we roll along. It's the Molar Basketball Season Wrap-Up wrap Podcast from ESP Media.
2: Alabama Fish Bar, the Taste of Cincinnati 2017 winner. Alabama Fish Bar located in Over the Rhine at 1601 Race Street, Cincinnati. Go to alabamafishbar.com to learn more about this 26-year-old staple serving the freshest fish in historic downtown Cincinnati. Open Monday through Saturday,
3: 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Closed all major holidays. Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match. Back here
0: to wrap things up for the Molar Basketball Season Wrap-Up Podcast. I'm Richard Skinner from Local12 and Local12.com with Kent McKenzie. I did play-by-play. Kent did color for, for most games this season with Carl Kramer, the head coach of the the Molar Crusaders. Um, uh, Carl, as, as I mentioned, and we, we always uh, want to talk about that group of seniors that are that, uh, the group of guys that weren't all seniors that kind of are that white team group that, that are a big practice group uh, for you. And I, for people that don't get it, at a school our size at Beachwood, I coach at Beachwood, most of our practices are – varsity versus JV. It's just the way the numbers are. And so sometimes JV doesn't get to, to, to run their own stuff and practice their own stuff. And sometimes you get in games with them and they, they don't get in that flow. Um, you do. You have that advantage. That's that's what mm-hmm. Moeller probably should with a school that size, and all that stuff. You've got that group. But, but I, I'll let you emphasize it. I know in my heart what, what, what a group like that means um, to Molar basketball because they give you a great look every single day.
1: Well, Chase Harding and Jared Becker were our seniors. That, in that group. In that group that led that group. And, uh, and it's tough. They have to go against, you know, the starters and, you know, the the coaches are coaching those blue guys mainly. And they have to, you know, they have to compete every day or, or, or they get embarrassed. And uh, it's become a big part of our program. Something that um, that that I think is that sets us a little different than, than other schools. Um uh, but we have to keep doing better at it and, and making sure that those guys really feel like they are part of it. I think for the most part they do. Sure. Uh, Chase Harding actually was voted, uh, he and Miles, for the first time in our history, we give one award, Man of Molar, Chase and Miles uh, won that together. It was kind of neat Very to nice. get a gold yep. team guy yep. who was part of that. So, big part of our program. Uh, all those guys, all those juniors on that team too, that that worked their butt off. You know, they every bit of that state championship is theirs as much as anyone else. So, you know,
0: how do those guys? How do you get those guys to sacrifice that? I mean, obviously, some of it is you know as a player, right? In your heart of hearts, you know, hey, look, Miles McBride's better than I am. Um, Will McCracken's better than I am. I'm gonna compete. I'm gonna try to take their minutes, but they're better. And then you resign yourself to that. But at the same time, you still have to compete and practice with them and make them better because that's part of what you do.
1: Yeah, I think it's a complicated answer, but I'll, I'll take a shot at it. You know, uh, Moeller being a Mariners school uh, founded by Father Chaminade, so I don't want to get too too out there theory-wise, but one of the things that Father Chaminade talked about in, in educational communities was that there be a community of equals, that there's... Even in, in the Mariners, priests weren't treated different than brothers. There wasn't the hierarchy. Sometimes you see in, in the Catholic right. Church, or the, the Mariners don't believe in that hierarchy. I would say to you, Richard, that's how we want our basketball program to be. There's not a hierarchy. And even if you look at our, our coaching staff, I have the title of head coach, but everyone's equal on our staff, and everyone has equal responsibilities. And, they're know, just different. Yeah. They're just different. We try to get guys to, to different roles and— then we want that to go down to our players, that everybody's role is important. Everybody's helping us accomplish the mission. And, you know, I always use that NASA example. You know, they go to the, back in the 60s, when they're trying to, when we're trying to get to the moon, and they would ask the, the janitor in, in, in NASA, you know, what well, what's your job? And he said, I'm getting us to the moon. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not that I'm a yeah. janitor. I'm helping us get to the moon. And that's what we, we try to create that culture now, you know, how you do it it's just little things it's everyone being treated there are no there are no prima donnas you know when we clean the floor which we do every day to start our practice miles mcbride is grabbing a broom and he's cleaning the floor too everyone's taking their turn and i that's kind of a philosophical no, kind I, of approach but that's yeah, what we try it. to do in our program
0: sure no doubt um we, we talked about some guys as the year went along and, and some of the level of improvement for, for those guys um and and now we'll look ahead to next year i don't know about you but uh we lost our, our regional championship game in Northern Kentucky to Cubcat. The very next day, we were on the phone with each other as a staff talking about next year. I think it's just it's kind of what you do. I don't know how, how long you, you guys waited to do that. I don't know if it was uh, a week later, a day later, maybe hell, even that night, for goodness sakes, over yeah. a beer, you start looking ahead, yeah. ahead to next year. Um, how, I mean, how how quickly did you do that? Uh, about that quick. Yeah, <laughs> we,
3: we were. It is, fact, it's, I
0: think it's just a coach thing. I mean, you yeah. want to embrace the success, right?
1: You want yeah. to enjoy it, but guess what? Enjoy it when you did it, and now it's time to turn the page. Sadly, it's the journey too. You're right, always right. You know, you're always looking down the road. What do we have? I mean, even during the season, I'll be during a practice, and I'll walk over to Sauce and go, "Did you see what so and so did? Wait till next." All year. All right, he, we do all the time. Absolutely. He, he, yes, I mean, you're always kind of looking ahead. It's one of the fun things in coaching. Yeah.
0: yeah. As we look at it next year, you lose, as I mentioned, two dudes. I mean, uh, Miles yeah. McBride, who's going to yeah. go to play at West Virginia. Um, and Alec Freeman is going to play at Bellarmine. And, and for those that don't know, Bellarmine is a Division II program, but uh, is outstanding. And he's, a, he's a great fit for that with his skill set and the way Scotty Davenport does things down there. So uh, certainly uh, I, I'm looking for big things from him, too. But you lose two really quality players. Um, I guess I got to ask him, how do you fill that? Um, you do have three. The, guys, the good part is you have three sophomores back that got significant minutes, and that's a nice place to start. Um, what, kind of, what kind of team will it be, do you think, as you kind of map it out, more defensive-oriented, maybe even more offensive-oriented, or are you not at that point yet because it's just hard to tell?
1: Yeah, hard to tell. I'll know that better in the summer. I, I, I do think we've got a lot of talent back. In fact, I'm not sure how often we've had five rotation guys they come coming back. back, come back. Yeah, because yeah. Max Land yeah. is back and Curran's yeah, and back. Curran's back. Yep. And, you know, the – you know, obviously, as you look at it, our three best decision-makers last year and two of the best decision-makers I've ever coached are graduating. Right. All those younger guys, that's something Will has to get better at at decision-making. Maxwell needs to become a better decision-maker. I think Alex Williams is actually, even though he's not built like a point guard, I think you will see the ball in his hands a lot because I think he actually is a pretty good decision-maker. Logan Duncan has a chance to be dominant around the rim. He,
0: and it felt like as the year went on, he got more comfortable with his post moves. And you see it with big guys. A sophomore big guy, unless he's heading for the NBA lottery by the time he's whatever, I, they're just not even close to where they eventually wind up. But you saw flashes of it at times as the season went along that, hey, you give him the right matchup in the post. He's starting to get some moves and some footwork down.
1: No, no doubt. And, you know, he played that whole year at 15 years old. I mean, that's. Playing our schedule at 15, so he he's going to be really good. Uh, you know, Michael Kern will be as good a leader and as good a all-around player. He can guard every position. He can even play. He's the one kid coming back. He had 44 assists to 12 turnovers last year. Now he's not not a point guard necessarily. Yeah, that's going
0: to create, but
1: but he can do some things. Right. He could be our trail. Alex could be our trail, and then we got a bunch of sophomores that I think are going to fight for that 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 point guard, if, if you even want to call it that, uh, position. And if we if we can get that fill, we'll be a pretty good team. But you're losing some special yes. guys. You, you, you <laughs> the, are
0: indeed, for there, sure. There's a reason
1: we've been pretty good the last three years. Yeah. And, and those guys that we lost were a big part of it. So, uh, But, you know, you look around the city, you don't see a dominant team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have a chance to be right there with anyone. Right.
0: Yeah, It just this, this was a, such a dominant team that you just don't see come along the, the last couple of years, the, the two groups. And they're diff, very different, obviously, groups, the way things evolve. But you just don't see this in the, in the city very
1: often. Statistically, what this team did this year, we'll look back on this team oh. 10 years from now and we'll say, yeah. that cannot happen. Yeah. In the GCL... We had an average margin of victory of 25 points a game in the GCL. That doesn't happen when you played in the GCL. You would never to win a game was like the hardest thing in the world. The average margin of victory, and it was 26 points a game in on all, all of our games. And guys, that was not that was not playing our starters pretty typical. Well, in the that fourth was court. that was playing
0: a Centerville in the regular season. You met deep yeah. in the postseason. That's playing a Winton Woods in the regular season that you met deep in the postseason. Yep. That's playing Lakota East of the regular season that you met deep in the postseason. That's playing St. Vincent, St. Mary that you played the regular season that got to the championship. So that was playing that kind of a schedule. Did and that, yeah. two
1: of the teams that we played in Florida played in the Final Four. Yeah, I didn't even One think played that. in the right, final game, the other played in the Final Four.
2: Did this team average more points than any team you've ever coached?
1: You know, I don't know the answer to that. It had to be darn close. Early in the season, I know we were. I, yeah. I don't know. It, it probably is close. Yeah. Okay. yeah, we did. And that was with, with people holding the ball on us a lot. I yeah. Mean, as right. you know, I mean, our games got shortened oh, yeah. almost yeah. every time. They
2: did. But you still put up big numbers offensively, unlike anything I've seen in the last several years. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know what team would compare offensively. Would you compare a uh, previous team offensively to this one?
1: You know the team we had with uh, with Josh Duncan and, and Bragman and Bubba. Bubba, yeah, a lot, a lot of offensive, a lot ability. of offense yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, we didn't guard a whole lot with that <laughs> team. How can you if Bubba's playing? Yeah, exactly. I hope, I hope Bubba hears this, but uh, but but we that team probably had the most offensive yeah. talent of any, of any team I, I ever coached. But I this team, you know, they they. And, again, I, I think it's somewhat reflective, and I don't know why, and I'm not, you know, it's, for us, we just go out and play, and whoever's there, we play them. I do think basketball's down a little bit in southwest Ohio. It was just a little bit now. Centerville's going to come up. Yep. They're, they're going to get better and better. I think Springfield's going to be really good next year. Lakota East will continue to be good. So, like everything, maybe it's just in, in cycles Cycles yeah. a little yeah. bit, yeah. But But in all fairness, I just don't think, you know, Southwest Ohio was strong. I
0: mean, yeah, no, but it, it was still a strong team that, that did what you guys did for goodness' sakes. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's for sure. Absolutely. Hey, lastly, before we let you go, I do want to ask you about Jackson Hayes because he's opted to uh, to enter the NBA draft as a projected lottery pick, and and to watch, I personally watching him as a, as a uh, as a junior and to watch his development last year and to watch his development this year. It, again, it shows you that I think everybody always pigeonholes a kid when he's a eighth grader or a freshman or even sometimes junior into senior that that's what they are. That's all they're ever going to be. Did did you see this in him at some point? Maybe even last year, we went, man, he is stupid special.
1: You know, I would, and I want to be careful because I'm not saying I predicted this, but even when he wasn't playing for us, we would look at him. Can you probably remember that? And we would say, Oh yeah, I do. Oh my gosh, when that kid, when it all comes together for him, he's going to be phenomenal. He had these gigantic hands and long arms, and his hips seem you know, it'd be so far <laughs> right. off that you just knew it. But my gosh, whoever would have predicted that? You know, we would be a kid who wasn't starting for us, just as a junior. As yeah. a junior, 24 months ago. Now he was he was playing a fairly significant role, but not starting. Yeah, he was in that eight-man rotation. Yeah, eight-man yeah, yeah. Rotation to to be in. You know, a, a somewhat likely lottery mm-hmm. pick. You know, you never know on the draft, so I don't want to over-predict anything. All right, well, let's but... just
0: go this. He's at least a first-round pick. Yes. Okay. Mid-range to yes, up. Right? Yes, we'll go there.
1: Yes. And, and I, you know, I've had about 12 teams call me, and they're all pretty positive that he's going to go in the upper half of, of the first round. Because so.
0: I think he's just going to get better.
1: Well, and that's the reason I think he had to go now because it. it, it I think he's so intriguing to people for that, like right. He's just intriguing. You can't really risk going back and maybe plateauing a little bit. No doubt. Bit, you know? And that's what this is all about. When
0: when you look at guys, and you're like, wait a minute, why, why is he going in the NBA draft? Because yeah. he's intriguing, and that sometimes yeah. the intrigue is is worth it to teams that may not pan out, but the intrigue's it's, worth it. And it's worth it to your bank book. So yeah. take advantage of it.
1: I, you know, so many kids go out when they shouldn't. As you yeah. know, it's almost sad to watch right. some of the kids make. Bad decisions. I truly believe with Jackson, this is exactly what he should be doing. He comes from a family that's going to keep him grounded. Sure, um, it, it, it's an amazing thing. I, you know, we literally watched him get better practice to practice, and, and we saw that for two years. And then, even watching him this year, I don't know how much you guys got to watch Texas, but no, I, I watched A, a little time. enough, yeah.
2: Yeah, I went down, saw him play yeah, one you down, time. I went, yeah, right. I went down, flew and, down. Yeah. And
1: literally got better game to game. Like, I was I watching one game, the next game, he's closing out the ball, and he's a little lower, and he's a little more balanced, and he's beating the post guy to a spot. He just is learning it so quick. Um, it, it's going to be fun to see what happens. Probably. Kent, got any final thoughts?
2: No, I just congratulations. First of all, uh, Coach of the Year here in the state of Ohio, yeah, USA yep. Today saw that come out. So, congratulations, Coach. Uh, I know it, uh, as you would say, you give all the credit to the kids, but uh, it's one of those things where Coach, you've done such a, a fantastic job over the years, and I think more than anything, although you've had a great, a lot of great team success, the young men that have come out of the program have just been exceptional and moved on and done such a great job as, as uh, you know, husbands, fathers. Uh, I think that's the most impressive thing that, uh, that we take from it uh, as, as adults as we look back on your career. And, uh, again, just congratulations on a, on a fantastic run here. The last three years have been just phenomenal, and uh, it's been fun to watch.
0: Thanks, Kate. Yeah, Carl, I mean, you and I go back to uh, 26, 27 years means we're both getting old, <laughs> older. I'll go older instead of old. Um, back in the days at the Cincinnati Post to watch where the Molar basketball program has come from in those those early years where you were trying to build a program and to, to see what you've built over these last two decades plus is, is really, really impressive. Congratulations to not only this year, but what you've done over the last two decades plus with the program.
1: I appreciate that, and here here's the truth. I you know I, I get to see a lot of coach. There are there are many better coaches than me, but the one thing I am really proud of, I I do believe we've built the best program in Ohio. It's just a program, top to bottom, how it operates, the the coaching staff that we have, and um, that I, I'm proud of that. It's just it it really is a team effort. It's reflective of how we want the game to be played, and. Uh, so, you know, I, I've thought often that, you know, after this year, this would be a perfect year to retire. <laughs> no, no, I hate to tell you, it, it probably
0: would be. I wasn't going to say that, but, I mean.
1: And, and, and the thoughts crossed my mind, but then then I realized, my goodness, it's the one thing I like to do. Right. Like, like you were saying, we're already thinking about next year. You know that. Yeah, as yeah no doubt. You guys are coaching. I think,
2: what, it starts next next week? I think yeah. you guys start prepping. Yeah, yeah, so
1: yeah, 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 we do. The 23rd. Sauce has been locked in on that. So, <laughs> It's what we do, and that's when you realize it's really not the outcomes. And you know, you're thankful for winning states, and but you know, once you've you've kind of done that, okay. So you know, kind of, so what? You know, it, it, it is, it is the the journey of, of trying to do it that, that is fun for coaches. And I'll be honest,
0: you'll probably have a team here in the next few years, whatever it is, is going to go sixteen and nine. You may be as proud of that team as you were of a twenty nine and zero team, right? There's no I question. mean, really.
1: So one of, our, one of our student coaches, uh, Luke Blasey, uh, in his senior speech at our banquet talked, and he, he was maybe the fourth or fifth speaker, and he said, you know, all this is great and everything that everyone's saying, but what have we not won our last game? Wouldn't this still have been an unbelievable season? Wouldn't we still be brothers? And, and, and he got it. He understood yep. really what it was. So, you know, that, that makes me feel good, and that's what I want our program to be about.
0: Outstanding work as always. We appreciate and Appreciate uh, you guys letting us be a part of it. Excited about broadcasting next year, which will be the 10th year for ESP Media doing uh, doing Molar broadcasts. Thanks so much and congratulations again.
1: Thank you, Richard. Thank uh, you, Kent.
0: Uh, yep. Yeah, for Ken McKenzie the head welcome. coach, Carl Kramer, I'm Richard Skinner. This has been the Molar Basketball Season Wrap Up Podcast from ESP Media.